Cute, huh? Especially since I'll be writing about feces or, as it's commonly called these days, poo. Defecation, or pooing, if you'd rather, is an important topic for those of us with chronic kidney disease. Did you know CKD can lead to constipation? Photo by Pixabay on Pexels.com Well, how do you know if you have constipation? The Mayo Clinic at https colon slash slash www.mayoclinic.org slash diseases conditions slash constipation slash symptoms causes slash sick 20354253 explains. Passing fewer than three stools a week. Having lumpy or hard stools. Straining to have bowel movements. Feeling as though there's a blockage in your rectum that prevents bowel movements. Feeling as though you can't completely empty the stool from your rectum. Needing help to empty your rectum such as using your hands to press on your abdomen and using a finger to remove stool from your rectum. Sometimes, medication can be the cause of constipation. According to the International Foundation of Gastrointestinal Disorders at https colon slash slash www.ifc.org slash diet treatment slash medications slash medications that can affect colonic function.html. Constipation can be caused by a variety of medications. These medications affect the nerve and muscle activity in the large intestine, colon, and may also bind intestinal liquid. This may result in slowed colonic action, slow and or difficult passing of stool. Maybe we need to know what happens in your body during constipation? This is what the Cleveland Clinic at https colon slash slash my.clevelandclinic.org slash health slash diseases slash 4059 constipation has to say. Constipation happens because your colon absorbs too much water from waste, stool-slash-poop, which dries out the stool making it hard and consistency and difficult to push out of the body. To back up a bit, as food normally moves through the digestive tract, nutrients are absorbed. The partially digested food, waste, that remains moves from the small intestine to the large intestine, also called the colon. The colon absorbs water from this waste, which creates a solid matter called stool. If you have constipation, Food may move too slowly through the digestive tract. This gives the colon more time, too much time, to absorb water from the waste. The stool becomes dry, hard, and difficult to push out. Photo by August Arishalu on Pexels.com We're chronic kidney disease patients. That means some of the foods recommended to alleviate constipation may not be allowed on our renal diets. For instance, dried raisin, apricots, and prunes are too high in potassium for CKD patients although they are helpful if you're experiencing constipation. You need to speak with your renal dietitian before changing your diet. I turned to a new site, bmc at https colon slash slash journal.biomedcentral.com slash articles slash 10.1186 slash s4110019 0246-3 for information about constipation that is particular to CKD patients. BMC has an evolving portfolio of some 300 peer-reviewed journals, sharing discoveries from research communities in science, technology, engineering and medicine, as stated on their website. Accumulating evidence has revealed a relationship between constipation and cardiovascular disease and CKD. The pathogenesis of constipation in CKD patients is multifactorial, decreased physical activity, comorbidities affecting bowel movement, such as diabetes mellitus, cerebrovascular disease, and hyperparathyroidism a restricted dietary intake of plant-based fiber-rich foods, and multiple medications, including phosphate binders and potassium binding resins, have all been implicated. CKD is associated with alterations in the composition and function of the gut microbiota, so-called gut dysbiosis. Oh goody, a term I don't know. Remember very well health? 
This is their definition of gut dysbiosis at https colon slash slash www.verywellhealth.com slash what is intestinal dysbiosis 1945045 hash colon tilde colon text equals overview. The percent 20 microorganisms percent 20 within percent 20 are percent 20 intestines. Gut microbiota dysbiosis, also known as intestinal or gastrointestinal dysbiosis, refers to a condition in which there is an imbalance of the microorganisms within our intestines. These microorganisms, collectively known as gut flora, consist predominantly of various strains of bacteria, and to a lesser extent include fungi and protozoa. The gut flora are essential for digestion and immune functioning. A state of dysbiosis, therefore, will result in digestive and other systemic symptoms. Photo by Anishvets on Pexels.com Aha, so that's why I take probiotics. I not only have CKD, but diabetes type 2, and I had chemotherapy which is known to cause this problem. I always wondered what the probiotics did for me. We'll find out right now. WebMD at https colon slash slash www.webmd.com slash digestive disorders slash what are probiotics was helpful here. Researchers are trying to figure out exactly how probiotics work. Some of the ways they may keep you healthy. When you lose good bacteria in your body, for example after you take antibiotics, probiotics can help replace them. They can help balance your good and bad bacteria to keep your body working the way it should. Prebiotics are also recommended. I get it that pre is a suffix, group of letters added before a word to change its meaning, indicating before, but still, what do they do for us? Here's what the Mayo Clinic at https colon slash slash www.mayoclinic.org slash prebiotics probiotics and your health slash art 20390058 has to say about prebiotics. Prebiotics are specialized plant fibers. They act like fertilizers that stimulate the growth of healthy bacteria in the gut. Prebiotics are found in many fruits and vegetables, especially those that contain complex carbohydrates, such as fiber and resistant starch. These carbs aren't digestible by your body, so they pass through the digestive system to become food for the bacteria and other microbes. To sum it all up. Constipation is one of the most common gastrointestinal disorders among patients with chronic kidney disease, CKD, partly because of their sedentary lifestyle, low fiber and fluid intake, concomitant medications, for example, phosphate binders, and multiple comorbidities, for example, diabetes. Although constipation is usually perceived as a benign, often self-limited condition, recent evidence has challenged this most common perception of constipation. The chronic symptoms of constipation negatively affect patients' quality of life and impose a considerable social and economic burden. Furthermore, Recent epidemiological studies have revealed that constipation is independently associated with adverse clinical outcomes, such as end-stage renal disease, ESRD, cardiovascular, CV, disease, and mortality, potentially mediated by the alteration of gut microbiota, and the increased production of fecal metabolites. Given the importance of the gut in the disposal of uremic toxins and in acid base and mineral homeostasis with declining kidney function, the presence of constipation in CKD may limit or even preclude these ancillary gastrointestinal roles, potentially contributing to excess morbidity and mortality. Thank you to the National Institutes of Health's U.S. Library of Medicine's National Center for Biotechnology Information at https colon slash slash www.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash pmc slash articles slash pmc 7000799 slash for their summary of the problem. Before I end this blog, I ask you to make sure you notice the mention of the disposal of uremic toxins above. Until next week. Keep living your life.